Hello, and welcome back to Bucket List Bums. I'm Riley. And I'm Haley. This is episode six, and we are doing a road trip from Vegas to Zion. Also covering the logistics of getting from Vegas to Zion. Also, all the things. Also, little pit stop in Valley of Fire that's in Nevada. So it's not the only part of the trip that we did, but we wanted to kind of dive deep into Zion because I do know that it's a popular summer destination for people now. So later this year, we will cover Grand Canyon and some of Arizona tips as well because this was all one trip. Now we are going to transition into our day questions. What is your go-to TV show? Like one that makes you feel good when you just need something on, what's on? New Girl. That's mine. Really? That's all, yes, I'm also the same. New you... Girl is mine every time. If if something is on the TV, because now they took the office off, but I also like to play that, like just have off the office playing. But now I don't know where the heck to watch it, so it's always New Girl. What character do you most identify with? Like, which one do you feel like is you? I don't know. There's like I'm like a combination of like Nick and and Schmidt. I think. See, I was gonna say you're probably more of a combination of like Cece and Coach. Why? Because Cece is so like, it'll be fine. We'll work it out. It's all good, babe. And then Coach is also like, run, do your sprints, <laughs> which is also like you. <laughs> well, I'm not Nick. Never mind. Scratch that. I would definitely say I'm more relaxed, but I don't know if I'm intense like Coach, but I think I'm intense like, you know how Schmidt can get intense? Yes. Like, he but that's flustered. And flustered. Like, yes. Yes. I. That's what I was thinking is like more of the flusteredness. Yes. I feel like I'm... <laughs> combination of Nick and Schmidt because I feel like my actual- Oh, you think you're Nick and Schmidt. So you threw me on another piece. No, here, let me tell you why I think this. I think I'm Nick and Schmidt because my actions are like Nick, but my thought process, like the voice in my head sounds it's more Schmidt. like Schmidt. Okay. What are you currently watching right okay. now? Okay. So I don't know. I've been recently getting on um, kicks of Spanish shows. So right now I'm watching Who Killed Sarah? on Netflix. And when I'm doing things and I just want to know the plot, I watch it in English. When I actually want to hear the Spanish and see their mouths move really fast, then I listen to it in Spanish. How about you? I am watching two shows currently. So I'm watching Smallville. Smallville like started filming, I think like in 2001. It's supposed to be like a Superman sort of thing. I don't, it just is very like makes me feel good it's very weird it's like a warm hug in a okay. sense and I don't know why I think it's because like it looks so nostalgic and then I'm also watching it's this parody show it's called the Windsors it's on Netflix and it is making fun of the royal family and it's so funny it's um, like good comedy or is it like really it's, stupid it's kind of like stupid comedy okay. all right well I'll have to I'll have to try that in my free time well now we're gonna get into our destination I went to Arizona and uh, Utah and Vegas back in January. Yeah, it was like the beginning of February of this year. 2022. A, yes, with my friend Alyssa. I went to Utah and Arizona like 10 years ago. So it's definitely going to be more about like Riley's experience because mine was 10 years ago. I was like 16 at the time. So the whole like planning process, clearly I, I didn't do any of it. Nor do I remember, like, all of the logistics of it, so. So you guys get to hear me talk more today. You're welcome. too excited. We went during off-season, obviously, in February, and it is pretty cold there, but not any more cold than it was here, in my opinion. There was one day where it was like, okay, this is cold. But otherwise, you know, we just kind of took the same clothes that we 
we were wearing over in North Carolina. And then the distance from Vegas to Zion is two hours and 40 minutes. But I think that's if you go like straight into the... Look up Springsdale. Two hours and 39. If you want to stay somewhere cheaper than like right outside the park, you can stay in St. George, which is where my family and I stayed. You can also stay in um, Hurricane or La Verkin. The farther in you go, you've got Springsdale. Another thing to mention is that when you cross into Utah or Arizona from Nevada, you're going into a different time zone. Nevada is three hours behind Charlotte, so Eastern Standard Time. But when you cross into Utah or Arizona, it's only two hours behind. We all know time zone. Well, most of us know time zones. However, it's just not like top of mind when you're planning a trip. Like it just was not like when we crossed the border, I was like, oh my gosh, we just lost. Like what just happened? Well, like also, we were very you plan on being there at nine or you have something you have to be there for at nine or 10 or whatever time. It might not be something you realize until you're there and you're like, oh, we're an hour late now. It's kind of why I strongly recommend flying into Vegas because yes you you lose an hour when you leave and go into Utah but when you're coming back you have an extra hour to get back for your flight that is really nice because so that last day we're like yeah like it says we have four hours but we really have five you just have to pay attention to it mm-hmm. and and make sure that you know what's going on you got the little clock app on your phone just use that so a good pairing if you're gonna do more Utah is Zion and Bryce Canyon Bryce Canyon is literally only an hour and hour and 24 minutes so yeah so that's a good little pairing there if you want to do that if you've also heard of Kanab, which i don't know if i'm saying that right but it's k-a-n-a-b which has like the infamous wave that's also only about an hour away from zion so we flew into vegas and that flight was 99 dollars with spirit air i have had okay i've had fine experience on spirit air i know that people are kind of sketch about it the only thing that's annoying is like the bags First off, it's not the regular 50-pound limit. It's 40. Mm-hmm. And if you are over, you're paying, like, 60 to 80 more dollars on top yeah. of what you've already paid, which is already, like, $60. That's how they make their money. It's also, like, you get your personal item. You don't get a carry-on. So if you have a carry-on, you also have to pay. And I think the carry-on is carry-on more is, expensive. Yep. Carry-on is more expensive than uh, checking a bag. Spirit is a no-frills airline, so don't expect, like, if you're on a long flight with Spirit, there's no drinks included, no snacks, no nothing. So if you're flying Spirit or Frontier or Ryanair, EasyJet fueling, make sure you get your snacks and stuff before. Anyways, so I found this flight for $99 to Vegas through Scotch Cheap Flights. I could gatekeep, but I'm not going to. There are sites that are, not sites, but subscriptions that you can be a part of. They have apps and whatnot, emails where they'll send you like mistake flights, just general times that are better for pricing. It just kind of maps out when is the cheapest time to fly from Charlotte to these certain places. And I've got it set to anywhere in the world. Scott's Cheap Flights is just an email base. So what they do is they email you telling you that flights to Cancun are $200 from March to whatever. So I use that pretty religiously and that's kind of how we decided on where we were going this year because I was kind of watching like I was getting notifications on what was cheap, what was not, and then you know what time of years. It just kind of maps that out for you. I also use Fairdrop which it was started by um, Kara and Nate. They're like big YouTubers. Have you ever seen them? 
No. So they have their own like fair drop and theirs is an app. So I do that as well. Scotch Cheap Flight, I think, I believe, let me look it up because I don't want to be wrong, but I think it's like 25 a year. It's 49 a year. In 2022, I kind of wanted to weigh which one I liked better. So I'm going to try and feel the rest of the year out to see which one I like and then cancel one. I kind of like that Fair Drop has an app. That's the one difference. But anyways, night one, we, we got in at like 10 and we stayed in Vegas that night and we like walked around Vegas, but it was cold and it wasn't like peak season. So there wasn't a lot to do. We, we walked around for like two hours and then went back. You're also in COVID too. So yeah. that, that kind of damps yeah. down Vegas a little bit. Yeah. We were, we went into a casino, but it was really much more just to be like, okay, we, we've seen it. Like we went to Vegas and mm -hmm. saw it. Definitely would go back to Vegas. So the next morning we got up at like seven and we went and picked up our rental car. It also should be mentioned in the U.S. you cannot rent a car unless you're 25. You can, yeah. but you have to pay like another two to three hundred dollar fee on top. Yes. It's a quite a bit more hefty price to pay yeah. so if you're under 25. My friend was 25, so she's the one that it was in her name, not mine, because I'm 24. How much did you pay for your rental car for those five days? That one was really nice. It was only um two something, like two fifty or something. And what type of car did you have? We had a, just a little, as cheap as you can get, automatic car. Whatever the cheapest option was from Enterprise, that's what you did. Yeah. Okay. The one by the airport and the one in the main Vegas like strip area, we were gonna pay like a hundred and fifty dollars more. So we mm. got an Uber, which was like what fifteen, ten, fifteen dollars, out to kind of like the west side of the city and got a rental car there. They said that we could drop it off at the airport location for $50 extra. So we were like, okay. Because, oh, that's nice. Because what we were going to have to do is drop the car off, Uber. you know, and then Uber to the airport. So we were like, okay, that, that makes sense. Probably the end of the day was like 300 And so then we split it, which is 150 person, which is not bad at all for a car no. for, for five days. Definitely do your research though, because I'm not kidding you guys. The rental car places in convenient locations charge out the wazoo. Okay, so my family and I went out there, like, I also consider it the off-season because it's the dead of summer and it's hot as all get out. She went in July. Yeah, late June, early July. I think we flew out of that area on July 4th. But anyways, so we were in Minnesota, so we actually flew from Minnesota to Las Vegas we flew from Minneapolis. I don't know how much the flights were. Once again, this was also 10 years ago, so it's probably way cheaper than whatever it is now. And my dad had like a conference thing in Vegas that week. So we kind of tagged along on my dad's business trip. But we stayed at the M Hotel in Vegas. It's on the same road as the strip. It's just like further down. Yeah, so that's basically our logistics of it. The second day that we were there, so technically... The day after we flew in, which we didn't weren't even there for a full day that first day. So Saturday, we decided to drive to Zion with our rental car. We were planning on getting up really early and just driving straight there and doing Angel's Landing. I don't really like strenuous hikes because, again, I don't like pain. So also, <laughs> like, some of these hikes, like, you have to prepare for. Yes. And, like, I know there are some people who go out there and, like, do a bunch of different hikes before they even get out there to truly prepare for it. Right. And Angel's Landing is one of the most one of the most dangerous hikes in the US. You're on like the ridge, like you're on the top of the mountain trying to get to like the very peak. 
it's just a little sketch. And the other thing that I looked up is like pretty much in February, there's just there's a section of it, and I'm gonna show Haley so that she knows. There's, Holy crap! Yeah, so there's a section of it that's called Walter's Wiggle or Walter's Wiggles. And Everyone, go look at this. This is unreal. And it is like kind of in a shaded part of the park, and so it doesn't get a lot of sunlight. So they said that it's pretty much always iced over. That was part of our research before where I was like, okay, well, if we really want to do this, then we'd have to get spikes. Like they pretty much recommended like anyone that does this hike needs spikes in the winter. And so I kept Googling and I just couldn't find a lot of places that had spikes to rent. Now, once we got there, they were literally right in the rental place. Like it was right in front of my face, but it just wasn't very like obvious on the websites and online. You know, I looked at her and I'm like, do you really like, do you, do you care if we do this? Cause I would... I'm cool with not doing this. And she's like, yeah, I don't care. So we kind of took our time to die on that night because we were staying there in a hotel. And we stopped at the Valley of Fire State Park that's in between Vegas and Zion. One of the famous hikes there is called the Fire Wave, which if you've ever heard of the wave that's in Utah, it kind of looks the same. Not as extravagant, but it was pretty cool. It was basically a valley. And then all of a sudden there's just like a mound of orange rocks in the middle of this big valley. And... Yeah, it was pretty, I mean, it was pretty cool. So we stopped there and then we moved on to Zion. How long was that hike though? 15, 20 minutes. Was it strenuous at all or no. was it like flat? It was literally flat. So you basically like took a 15 minute flat road walk from the parking lot to it, saw it and yeah. left? Okay. Well, not, not necessarily because it was kind of out of the way. It was like 45 minutes like away from the highway. So like we got yeah. off the highway and we like drove a bit into where this was. So it's not like exit now five minutes off the road. Like you no. kind of have to yeah. prep a little bit to get yeah. there. Okay. And that was kind of, I was like weighing like, do we want to drive, like add an extra hour? But I'm like, we're not doing anything today other than driving to Zion if we're not doing Angel's Landing. So. Well that and how many times do you go to the Southwest? I mean, this was your first time exactly. there Yeah. Oh, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even like preface that. This is the first time I'd ever been there. So I never seen desert or anything before. Like it was like. It's an inch. It's like I don't know. It was so different than what's here. It's so different. Like there's just weird cactuses everywhere. Just like just pop right in the middle of nowhere. Just like a red cactus, and you're like, interesting. And it's like bushy. It's not like a lush sort of thing. And like I've never seen tumbleweeds, so I'm like, get it on video. Like I just (laughs) wanted to get them like running across the road. You know, like how how I'd always like. I have a tumbleweed story I can share later on the podcast. Okay. We stopped at the sign that was like, you know, welcome to Utah. And we stopped and there was just this like tumbleweed right beside our car. I'm like, Alyssa, it's a tumbleweed. Like I was just so, <laughs> It's a unicorn. It's a tumbleweed. I just was so excited. Like I just, it's just such like a cool like new place to, to see like It is like a complete 180. Yeah, I don't know. The terrain was just really different. Like at one point we were driving and I believe it was in Utah at one point. It was in the middle of nowhere, but there were black mound rocks that had purple and yellow and like different colors and the road the terrain was so rough that they couldn't flatten it like there were times where I we were going airborne like it was just (laughs) like I need to slow down or I'm literally gonna like lose control here because there was just it was hard to drive fast because you were just bump after bump and it was like not just a normal bump it was like a legit like rise in the road anyway so yeah this was my first time out there and like everything was like Oh, like a bush. Oh, a cactus. Like, I don't know. Like, all of it was just really cool. So, we uh, stayed in a hotel in Zion. We stayed in Springsdale. Okay. Which is literally right outside of it. That was our most expensive one. And we didn't Airbnb for this one. This was a hotel because they didn't have really 
many Airbnb options because it's smaller. I want to say it was like 120 Like that one was the most expensive. Like before you guys split it or after? Before. Okay. During this time, places are a lot cheaper to stay because no one is out there. It was really bizarre actually because I kind of thought it was a great time to go because I don't like being hot. So if I'm hiking and I'm hot, I'm not happy. So to hike and have a layer on like and be cool the whole time, that was fine with me. So next day we woke up and we did the Narrows. You may say, isn't the Narrows in water? Yes, but you can rent waders from some local outfitters. So when you say local outfitters, is that like you can't rent them at the park, but you have to get them before you go yeah. into the park? So in okay. Springsdale, there are two different stores that, that do rentals. If you just Google Zion waiter rentals, they'll it'll pop up. And they also do summer rental stuff. So like if you want the stick that everybody walks with, which they say is recommended because it can get a little wild. But anyways, yeah. So like we did not get wet. Like we were completely dry the whole time in waders. They also can rent you like a waterproof backpack so that you can take extra clothes if you do fall. Because, you know, some people fall. So they recommend you taking an extra dry pair of clothes so you can change if you need to. So you don't freeze. Because it was like, I want to say... Well, there's nothing worse, I feel like, than hiking in wet clothes. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. The lowest temperature that we got was like, I want to say it was like 17 degrees that one morning in Grand Canyon. That was freezing and very uncomfortable. We didn't we didn't like that. However, the rest of the days were like 40, 45. I, that 17 it, just threw yeah, me yeah, for yeah. a loop. Like it was highs of like, like it, it was not that bad. And if you're on the Celsius scales, 17 degrees is below zero. That's freezing. Right. It is negative 8.3 degrees Celsius. Okay. So it was pretty cold. And we didn't like that. We weren't out for very long that day. Well, let me ask you this. How much did you pay for like your water gear? $50 a person for the gear. And then I want to say the park itself was like 30 for the car. But you had like a week, I'm pretty sure, Mm -hmm. to to go in. Or at least several days. Sorry, guys. I don't know the exact logistics but i do know that it's a couple days so yeah anyways so we hiked the narrows some tips on the narrows the main spot that they're like you have to go here it's called wall street but it's not very common to hike through water so the whole time you're like oh my gosh this is crazy and it's kind of like you know you're in like a slot canyon and it's beautiful wall street is like three miles in i'm pretty sure Okay, so it's not like a quick... No, no, no. We walked an hour and a half in and we walked an hour and a half out. So we were content. We didn't make it to Wall Street, but I, I really, really think that a lot of people tag Wall Street and say that they're there, but they're not. Another thing to mention, you can hike it bottom up or top down. And so top down is a lot harder for like experienced hikers. It's like an eight mile thing. Mm-hmm. So we met somebody that was coming from from top down. We asked them where it was. Like, are we close to Wall Street? And they were like, yeah, like, you're pretty close. We were not close at all. It was their, you know, hiker close. Um, and <laughs> Very different measurements. Yes. They, so they kind of, like, pointed us. They're like, yeah, you're going to get to, like, a fork, blah, blah, blah. We never saw the fork. We're like, we're, let's go. We need to. So they were like, yeah, like, it's really not much different than this area right now. Is what they said when they walked past us. So we were like, we will try to walk a little bit further. We like set a time. We're like, we'll walk further to this whatever, noon or whatever it was. And then if we're not there, we're turning around. So this whole hike, 
is in the water. In the water. But, okay. so there's... I thought it was only, like, a portion of the height. Okay, so there are sections where you can get out of the water and you can walk on the side. Okay. But it's not long. Because it's a slot canyon, so, like, at one point, as it got narrow, more narrow, you there was no land. But mm-hmm. in the very beginning, it's opened up a bit more, and so there's, like, little island-y things on the side. You know, you would be, like... Crossing through water for, to one island and then crossing to another, like it, to try and stay on land because it's actually really, really strenuous to hike through water, just because it's just so heavy. Like your feet are heavy. And if you're going against the river, yeah. Oh, we I didn't even mention that. Yeah. So since we're doing bottom up, we're literally going against the current. That was the other thing we we were trying to avoid falling in because there were several times, that, especially with me. If you know me, you know I'm clumsy. Where I was, like, wobbling and about to fall in. Thank God for that stick! Because <laughs> I would have gone down. And so we were trying to avoid getting wet. So, yeah, so we hiked in as far as we felt like we wanted to. We took some pictures and we came back. It's a very unique hike. I don't think that there are many like that in the world. I'm glad we went during off-season because they do say, like, it can kind of be, like, like a line in the summer. Because so it's so famous. So... Mm-hmm. They say it's insanely, insanely packed. And, it, like, when we were there, we probably saw, I want to say, like, 10 people, maybe. Oh, wow. 10 to 15 people the whole time. And you weren't, like, too cold in the water in the winter doing this hike? No. Okay. You don't feel the water. With waders, the, the, it completely it stayed out. I didn't know if, like, being, like it made you colder because the, like, no, water I mean, was touching, had... like, your external parts. <laughs> no, 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 no. So the water never touched... Our bodies. The only thing that we, like, we had a jacket on over top so that we would stay warm, like, our arms. But there was never a moment where we were, like, wet. Okay. So. That's nice. Unless you fell. Because if you fall, the the thing about waders is it keeps the water out. But if they fill with water, you're pretty much screwed. Because it'll weigh you down, one. So, like, if if you're in deep water, you got to be careful because it gets, it can get dangerous real quick. Okay. Another thing to mention, which you probably don't remember this, and 10 years ago it was maybe different, but so you go into Zion, you pay your fee, and you drive a little bit, and then you reach one road, and this road takes you to Angel's Landing, takes you to the Emerald Pools, it takes you to, um, the, Narrows. to the Narrows. It's only one road, and it's got a barrier. And so in the summer, they block that barrier off, and you have to take a, a shuttle. So you have to park your car and you have to take a shuttle into the park, basically, like all those main attractions. But in the winter, that, that gate's open and you can just go in and drive, which was really nice because we didn't have to deal with the shuttles. We just drove all the way to the Narrows, parked our car, because the Narrows is at the very end of the park as far as that one road. But the Narrows, like you would think, okay, like we get out of the car and there it is. No, you have to hike about a mile or a mile and a half in on just normal, like, asphalt and they've got it paved or whatever and you can walk all the way in and then you're there so it adds you know if when they're saying it's about three miles in for wall or wall street you're actually going like four okay and i don't care to hike like that like i'm like i'm cool like no i'm good but anyways another thing that they talk about and it's why like a lot of people kind of avoid the narrows is that it is a slot canyon so there is a chance that there could be some like mess flood kind of thing and it can get dangerous really quickly there's certain seasons that i know that they're that are more common for slot canyon issues or floods 
but I do know that that's why a lot of people decide not to do this hike because hiking three miles in and being a slot canyon where you can't really escape is kind of no I mean that's kind of sketch and imagine like in the summer if everyone like you said it's a line and you have these very like little islands yeah imagine everyone trying to get to those islands and stay there it wouldn't even work anyways like you well, would still have and some I don't people. even know that whole area has formed by rushing water so to think how high it could possibly get in those that's moments true. because it, at some point in the past it has gotten that high to yeah. be able to form these canyons so i don't know yeah it would definitely be scary my family and i were there in 2013 so this is pulling it out of the way back machine in my head but we had rented a car and the only one left because we'd rented it in vegas by the way vegas is actually one of the busiest airports in the u.s it's like one of the top five in the u.s which to me is weird because no one i've ever known has had a layover in vegas yeah you can also gamble in the Vegas airport. So if you do have a layover, you got something to do. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. That was so funny. Yeah, you just get off the plane. There's like uh, slot, slot machines. machines. Yeah. It's like, welcome to Vegas. We want your money. <laughs> but so we had a rented Crown Vic. If anyone knows, what those are like the old cop cars from the 90s. They are like. Oh, that's bad. It was kind of me being 16 and being like, oh my God, this is my first time in Vegas. It was kind of embarrassing driving down the strip. Okay. And, uh, and I remember being like, everyone else is like in McLarens, like Lamborghinis, and we're in this Crown Vic. There okay? you go. You know what? And it was like this horrendous shade of like somewhere between green and gray. <laughs> it just all the way around wasn't good. But it did the job. We drove from Vegas to St. George. Or sometime during the day, we spent the night at a hotel in St. George. I don't remember what hotel. I do remember they had ho-hos for breakfast never seen that since and it's really stuck in my mind so the next morning we got up went to zion ate our ho-hos and we did the emerald pools hike and we did it in end of june so it was hot as all get out and my mom actually had a cold for whatever reason in june so she ended up sitting at the lodge because the elevation was already too much like with the sinus but there's three levels you can do you can do the lower the middle and the upper if you do all three it's like a two and a half mile hike around which doesn't sound bad but it like it it goes pretty up there so it is quite a hike on the way up especially the last part because between the middle and the upper pool is actually loose sand so you're hiking like in mm. loose yeah so it, it it makes it a lot harder it's a lot more strenuous on your legs also, I would say make sure your shoes have good grip on it because there are rocks that do have like loose sand from people trekking it across. So you can slip and fall, which is what I did. And everyone around me was like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And in true dad fashion, my dad goes, is the rock okay? Oh my Lord. I actually got a thorn in my finger and it got infected. And I was like, I bet you feel bad, don't you? He goes, not really. So the top pool... It's emerald because it's an emerald color. At least 10 years ago, you could swim in it. And the squirrels are actually... I don't know if that's still the same. I don't know. I also don't remember a shuttle. And I'm pretty sure we did have to walk a ways, but I don't think there was a shuttle. But the squirrels up there are not afraid of people. So you can also like feed the animals while you're up there if that's something you want to do. And then in some pictures, you see a waterfall coming off like the overhang of the mountain into the pool. That also depends on the season you're there for. And it also depends on much like Plitvis, where it depends on also how much it's rained that year. Yeah. If there will be or how much water is coming out. 
that is the one that they will shut down uh, due to ice and just not being safe to hike. Well, I can't imagine with that loose sand. It yeah, would be... so it's not really, that wasn't even an option for us. Yeah, it's it was so hot. Make sure you pack lots and lots of water and snacks because, I mean, it was like, it, there were seasoned hikers around us and I remember them being like, this is rough. Like, yeah. just the heat itself. We were also there during record-breaking highs. So at one point, like, our car temperature said it reached 125 degrees. So, like, that also probably wasn't the smartest decision mm. our, on our end. So back to my logistics a bit. After we did the Narrows, we um, decided to do this hike called the Canyon Overlook Trail. So this is, like, a good trail that allows you to see everything from above without doing the eight-mile observation point mm-hmm. <laughs> hike. I mean, it's literally the shortest one in the park, or one of the shortest ones in the park. It was maybe a mile in. I don't even mm-hmm. think it was that. I think round trip, it was like 1.5. It's like a pretty easy hike. The first part's a little bit strenuous. It's like you're, they've got little like steps, but like out of the rock. Like your feet are like going in little like divots in the rock. And then once you're through there, that section, it's pretty mild. And then you just go to this observation point and you can look over the valley. So no. I, I recommend that one if you just kind of want to see like a high vantage point. So when we went, my family and I, when we went however long ago now, no one had ever heard of Zion. I remember my dad had basically planned this whole thing and we had said, you know, Zion. And I had to Google it because I had no idea what it was, never heard of it. He had just kind of done a quick Google of things to do near Vegas and it had, guess, showed up. We were in high school at the time. So like people, you know, when we're talking about our summer things, people were like, what is Zion? And I would like show them pictures like, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, yeah, it was really cool. And I was like, no one's ever heard of it. And now it's like everyone and their mom knows what it is, Mm -hmm. like knows the height, like even the famous hikes. Yeah. But I should mention too, the reason we did the Emerald hike or the Emerald pool hike when we were there, I remember it was, we had originally thought Angel's Landing. This was also before everyone knew about it. So when we got there and they had asked us like at the visitor center or whatever, they were like, oh, what hikes are you planning on doing? I was either 15 or 16. So my brother was 11 or 12. And they were like, probably not the best idea with kids people have died on that hike and that was all my parents needed to hear and they were like nope not doing it and then I assume they probably mentioned something about the narrows and the river and then that was also out a lot of them are like more strenuous like longer another thing to mention too which I just thought about is these mountains are a lot higher than the Appalachian mountains your starting elevation is already higher than ours So even if it's like, oh, it's only a 7,000 foot hike, like elevation increase, you're already starting at a higher elevation. So there can be a little bit of like altitude sickness and things like that. So make sure if you are someone who, A, you're either not sure if you will get that because you've never been in a place like this, or B, you know you might get it, also be prepared for that. Like she mentioned with how nobody knew about it when she went. Well, now it's like an Instagram place. Everybody knows. Everyone goes. We At one point, we were at a restaurant, and a lady next to us asked how many visitors they typically see a year, and he said that they see 2 million in the summer months alone, like in peak season. Holy Moses. Yeah. So I was kind of glad that we got to see it when we did, because I don't like crowds like that. I do know that this year is the first year that they started to do permits for Angel La- Angel's Landing. So make sure that you look into that before you go and don't just think you're going to be able to just go do that. I guarantee you that they'll start doing it for the Narrows too if they haven't already. 
Again, I didn't really look into that because we weren't going during that time that needed one. Mm -hmm. But I did read a lot about Angel's Landing starting to require it just because it's not safe to have lines of people on that top of that peak. Yeah. This doesn't. It's not safe. So... Well, now that we're sitting here talking about how busy it is, I wonder if it'll be more like a Disney thing where now you have to have reservations. A lot, a lot of the parks during COVID started to do that, where you had to have re reservation so to get in. So they can probably monitor how so many people they can people monitor, and then they kind of liked how it opened things up. Like, I remember when, before my mom got hurt, we were going to go to San Francisco, and we were going to go to Yosemite. Yosemite has done the same thing. Like, a lot of it has to do with parking, because... If you get a mass influx of people trying to find parking in these small parking lots, then they have to turn around again. It's just a lot of traffic. That's why I think they moved to this shuttle system. Yeah. Because there's just not a lot of parking in the park. And I know that that's a big issue with Yosemite as well and why they started to limit it. I just keep that in mind when you go in the summer now. It is going to be busy. And definitely don't forget to get a permit for Angel's Landing if you definitely want to do that hike. Because I would be super disappointed if that was like my one I wanted Especially to go if you to all the way out there from Charlotte if you are in peak season prices are going to go up so if you go all the way out there pay for all that and your whole life dream is to do Angel's Landing just do all the research you can do on it mm -hmm. if you are going to be heartbroken if you can't do a certain type of mm -hmm. trail so yeah so that's pretty much like the synopsis of the road trip from Vegas to Zion there was more to this trip with yeah. Grand Canyon. You went to Antelope Canyon. Yeah, I went to Page, Arizona. I just did Grand Canyon, but we wanted to really get into like the nuances of Zion, things you may or may not expect, like what is it like, how do you get these waders, things like that. Follow us on Instagram at bucketlistbums with the Z pod, bucketlistbumspod. Go ahead and give us a follow. We do do's and don'ts, links to different things. We post stories. And that's probably where I will we'll post some links on the actual place that we got, that I got the, the waiters. It'll also Tips. be in our bio for this episode. Yeah. But you would have already seen that if you clicked on this episode. All right. Well, it's, uh, I don't know what else to say. See you in a, two weeks. See you in two weeks, peeps. Bye.